And we're back! Welcome to the Prodigals Podcast, where we discuss all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. We discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies. That is why we are here for you. It is our hope and our goal that through these discussions, people will be inspired to talk about issues that Christians go through in their daily walk with God. So without further ado, let's get to our discussion. Hey, what's up, everyone? <laughs> it's it's me, Mark, uh, with Billy and Alan. <laughs> so it's uh, October 31 is <laughs> coming fast. It's approaching. And guess what? October 31st is also Halloween. Uh, if you haven't listened to our Halloween episode last year, uh, go ahead and give it a listen. <laughs> so, <laughs> it provides the context of what yeah. we'll be speaking about today. Uh, a true holiday on October 31st. <laughs> we promise it'll be a treat. Um, wow. No tricks. Wow. Um, wow. So, since we have decided... That we aren't going to participate whatsoever (laughs) in Halloween or anything that is related to Halloween. We have decided to redeem that day, that this day, October 31st, (laughs) to Reformation Day. Amen. And so this episode will, will, you know, we'll just try to explore what Reformation, like what Reformation Day is. (laughs) Like what? What? What is this thing called the Reformation? And how, what's its origins and um, how it still impacts the church today? So it's gonna be fun. So yeah. happy Reformation Day! Happy Reformation um, Day! Hope we can redeem trick or treating <laughs> within Reformation. I don't Day. know. See, it's easy for us to talk about it because like we don't have to deal with like our classmates when we go to school the next day. Are like, oh, what did you dress up as? What did you like? Whatever. Dress up as Martin Luther. Luther. <laughs> can you imagine like? Them, like your friends coming by your house, it's not like it's not like pumpkins or or ghosts and whatever. It's like on the door when they come knock. It's that ninety five pieces on with it a gavel. with a gavel. Can with you a imagine nail. a big blow up on your on your lawn of the ninety five pieces? A on big it? blow up of Martin Luther. Oh my god! <laughs> when kids come to my doorstep, I'm giving them copies of the ninety five thesis. <laughs> Happy Reformation Day! Happy Reformation. Day. Have you guys uh, seen that picture of like these three girls who always bring like a cutout of Doug Bachelor everywhere they go? No, no. Way. What? what? What are you talking so about? <laughs> Doug Bachelor is like a famous uh, evangelist from our church, right? And <laughs> to the point where he's like so loved by a sector of you know Adventism or like sector of our church and. Um, yeah, like there, there's these three girls that everywhere they go, they bring a cut out of it. <laughs> and yes, yeah, yeah, not hilarious. Man. Yo, man, I think they need to repent and pay some indulgences <laughs> yeah, right now. Wow, face indulgences. So, anyways, back to our topic. We're gonna be talking about Reformation. Um, That's idol worship, man. What? So this will be. <laughs> This will be a new segment. <laughs> yes. It's not. It's not. Let's go biblical. It's not table talks. It's not stranger stories. Although it can be, but not in the scriptures. This is a new segment called Christian history. Christian history. 
so not good with history. Yeah, me either. That is not my thing. I'm excited. All right, so a brief <laughs> overview of the history of the Reformation. Yeah. So everyone, so everyone dates the Reformation <laughs> on October 31st, 1517. Oh. That's when the 95 Theses was hammered into a door of a big cathedral, right? Mm-hmm. Um, by Martin Luther, this German monk. Uh, but, you know, Reformation didn't just start there. There were other, you know, uh, it's just not Mar- Mar- Martin Luther is not the only reformer. There were other reformers. Um, it didn't start with Martin Luther. Although, yeah, it's just like this movement that slowly uh, was built. It was building and building until, you know, Martin Luther came and nailed his theses on that um on that door there were there were like some some famous names on the reformation were um john, john wycliffe, Hus, wycliffe. John Hus, yeah who's Hus, 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 or jan who's jan who's defending where bohemian uh in bohemia or czech republic now right uh, czech republic maybe. um <laughs> So Wycliffe is from England. John Hose is from, it used to be called Bohemia, mm. uh, which is now, I guess, Czech Republic. Um, There's Zwingli. Zwingli's from Switzerland. Switzerland. There's John Calvin, who oh is from <laughs> our boy. John, boy Cal- John Calvin. John Calvin <laughs> from France, but he was also in Switzerland most of his life. Um, but it all really all culminated with Martin Luther. Mm. Uh, so, okay. So a brief overview is that, um, Martin Luther was a monk and this was at the point where there was just, you know, the church, Mm. there was the great schism that happened a few centuries back. Uh, that split the church into the Western and the Eastern church. So the Eastern Orthodox. Yeah. And, and the, the reason Western. for it is because like they couldn't figure out who was going to be the Pope. <laughs> yeah. and, each, so, and each candidate was like, I'm the Pope. No, I'm the Pope. And so they All just, these popes they were just warring and then yeah. they split. Um, so they split. And then, so a few centuries passed and uh, part of the Roman Catholic church at that point um Really, Martin Luther was just reading his Bible and he read a few things that kind of like, you know, piqued it, his interest. He couldn't reconcile certain yeah, things mm, with the what was teachings. With the church? Well, the teachings that he was taught and the mm, things that was going on in the church. church yeah. 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 And so he wrote 90, 97 theses at first, which didn't get anywhere. Um, got no play. <laughs> got no play. But he wrote. The 95 Theses, which someone translated from Latin to German. That's why mm. it got circulated more and people read more about it. Because actually understood. <laughs> because people understood like, from Latin because Latin was like, it was only the... It was the language of the scholars. Elite. Yeah, ah. the elite. Uh, but then like when someone translated to, you know, that's I, I think that's a part of John Jan Huss's... John Huss's thing. thing is just he wanted the services to be done in the language of the people. 
but mm. they were doing it in Latin. I don't, I don't know why their motivation was, or like to, you know, because Latin is the holy, holy language, language, or something. they want to preserve something. But yeah. Anyways, so what the main thing that Luther had a trouble had trouble with was <clears throat> this thing with indulgences, and most most of his nine to five theses had to was about fighting against indulgences. Mm-hmm. So indulgences were done by um, the church at that point as uh, it's like a system or like a token or a paper certificate that you've either been fully pardoned or just kind of not well, fully really pardoned had, yeah, or no, temporarily it, pardoned. Or well, no, it had to. Well, okay. So built into it was this idea that you had purgatory, which was where a person went if they weren't good enough to get to heaven, but weren't bad enough to go to hell. And so they would be mm. stuck in there for however long. Based on like whatever sin they've Yeah, done. based on whatever. And so relatives that I were still that. living, that were told that they're, they're, they're rel- that whoever that they loved is stuck in purgatory. They would can, have to buy. You they can pay, to. you can give the church some money, right? You can buy certain, you can buy credits, like heavenly, like, I mean, for lack of a better way, you can buy heavenly credits that the saints had more than enough that they could use because they're already in heaven, right? So they've got all this stuff credited, credited to them, like their heavenly currency. You can pay the earthly currency to the church. We'll pray so that we'll, we'll, we're the middlemen of the, of, of the heavens. And so we'll get those, those, those saints to transfer some of their credits to your dead loved ones so they can get out, so of, they can get out of purgatory and go they straight to heaven. heaven. Yeah. I think, yeah. And uh, funny enough, like some people who were selling indulgences yeah. had, you know, these mark marketing lines, right? So it's like these indulgences are, you know, will make you cleaner than when you come out of baptism. Wow. <laughs> or like... They they make you cleaner than Adam before the fall. What the hell? Yeah, so I think like uh, a prominent, yeah, like one prominent seller had all these sayings. Where, like the cross of the seller of these indulgences has like the power of the cross of Jesus. I'm like, oh my gosh! And then like the the <laughs> funny the, the funny line that they say too is like when the co- when the coins in the coffers ring. Is when the the souls in purgatory springs, <laughs> right? So wow, like they, the idea, yeah, this, right? wow. yeah, the idea that when this. you pay, your relatives like get sent from the purgatory to heaven, right? So that's what, yeah. So those that's what indulgences were, and a big part of the ninety five theses were fighting against that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the corruption um, that was done by the papacy. Um, yeah. And so all these trouble um, then started happening to Luther. Right, So that happened and he nailed the theses on the door of this cathedral. I, I don't know what exactly, what, what cathedral or church that was, but he church, nailed uh, it. The cathedral in Wittenberg. Yeah, uh, mm. I think so. Yes. Yeah. So he nailed it on October 31st, 1517. And that started this legal and religious persecution of Luther. And that started the the movement of the Reformation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it ended like it ended where like I think Pope Leo was the pope then. He's like one of the worst popes ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> the worst. <laughs> one of the worst. Uh he yeah, he he wrote a letter to pretty much all the churches saying that whoever is accepting or whoever um you know gives shelter to Luther will be excommunicated so luther was given 60 days to turn himself to the roman um government not government but like to to officials i guess Mm -hmm. uh so that he or he 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 could face excommunication and then there's their years i think like four years until like the edict of worms and then that says like whoever uh i think is accepting of luther's teachings or like gives him shelter will be also excommunicated. Yeah, and excommunication yeah. was a big deal. Uh, it, it was the prevailing thought during that time that you couldn't go, you couldn't reach God unless, you know, the church... The yeah, unless the church made, you know, made it so. Mm. Right? And so to be excommunicated means that you don't get any of the, the rights, like R-I-T-E-S, like the... Oh. the, the oh, it came under a different name, I think. But basically, there are, there are certain like certain rights. I think there are seven or eight or whatever, you know that that went from the moment that you were born to the moment you die, mm. right? You had to do all of those things, and that's how you get to. Heaven? That's how you get to heaven. And if you don't get any of that, if you don't have the approval of the church, you're gonna hell, Yikes. right? And that fear that fear drove a lot of you know a lot of people, you know, to to not only you know to stay Christian. Uh-huh. Right, but to you know, to go along with whatever the church was at that time, along with you know the human aspect of them corrupting you know their leadership, mm-hmm. you know, they would go along with that, right? And so what we're talking about is this Reformation. Is this how we, is is a um, sorry is how we get to Catholics and Protestants, right? Mm, because yeah. they protested against or yeah they protested against. You know the things that were happening in the church at that time, and so we've got this other split. Yeah, right. So that's how you get Protestants, and and the larger, the larger group of that is the evangelical. So if you're an evangelical, that's how you came about. That's how your church came about. Yeah, because right? everyone just at that point showed their allegiance to someone, either the Roman Catholic Church or the teachings of Luther. Luther. Um, mm-hmm. So at that point, you became outside of the Roman Catholic Church, Church, which meant you were a Protestant. And then came Zwingli and other reformers like Calvin Mm -hmm. um, at that point. So, um, yeah. So that's what the Reformation was. And, you know, there are some lessons that we can gain and um, the impact that we can still see from that point uh, and i just want to put a disclaimer out there we're not against <laughs> the roman catholic church you know we're not anti-catholic um <clears throat> even luther if you look at his works wasn't anti-catholic he was just anti-corruption mm-hmm. right he was anti- yeah, he didn't, yeah he didn't think that he was going to start this movement to break away from the church he just wanted to clean up its act yeah to he reform, was, the yeah. reform the church, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, wa- he wanted to be a, you know, for the church to be a better witness yeah. to everyone else Makes and sense. to get the church back to where God 
would be pleased with it. Mm-hmm. And like to Luther, he just wanted to get rid of indulgences and other corruption that, you know, the papacy was involved in. Right. So um, he wasn't, I don't think Luther was anti-papacy, like okay. anti-pope or anything. He was just, he was just he, very much about the grace of grace of God. Right? Yeah. That sure. it was a free gift that you didn't have to pay for. That was afforded to everybody through the blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what he was fighting against. That what that's what he wanted to reform because it sort of, you know, it got out of hand. Right. Yeah. With the notion that hey, the the priests and the church control where you go. Mm-hmm. Right. If we want you to go to hell, you're going to hell. If you want to go, if you want to go to heaven, we can find we can find loopholes so you can get there. Hmm. And what? what luther and those that came before and after him were saying well it's really just about what jesus did right mm. and it comes down to sola fide or faith alone through and you learn through that through sola scriptura or the scriptures alone right because it mm. also was commonplace in that practice what we're talking about latin is that you know it, the common notion was that only only the priests and only those that were that were that were um, that were trained in the universities are able to discern what the Bible was talking about. Mm, yeah, right. And that's why the printing press was such a huge thing when it came. That Gutenberg Gutenberg printing press. I think so. Yeah, yeah, was so huge because it then made the Bible and the scriptures accessible to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why, yeah, looking back, like the first set of theses that Martin Luther did didn't make noise because it was just written in Latin. It, his 95 Theses made a difference because it was written in the accessible language for mm-hmm. everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. yeah, just think of, uh, of you know, us sending out whatever, putting out a tweet or whatever in some different language. Right, and then somebody translates it, and it has a huge effect, right? Because now people understand, and it's not just relegated to the scholars, and the priests, and whatever. It's now it's now understandable to everybody, and they understood that there was something wrong at that point with the church, with how things were being run, mm-hmm. right? And then that's when that's when things started to move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Um, so, yeah, and we, as we said, we're not anti-Catholic, we're not anti-Pope, we're not anti-Papacy. It's just like Martin Luther is just anti-corruption, and we can find corruption everywhere. Um, you know, what even in Protestant churches, yeah, evangelicals. Hello, yeah, televangelist. You know, Kenneth Copeland. Oh my. I don't want to call names, but I don't want to list, but yeah, it's correct. Jets, come on. I think Martin, Martin Luther will be against buying jets, I think. Um, <laughs> so, 95 thesis on this air. On the guy's jet. <laughs> the, the jet. The guys on the jet. We should do that on, uh, on the tarmac. On the tarmac. <laughs> Over the jet. It's graffiti. It. Like, there's no hammering. Mm. It's going to fly off. <laughs> graffiti, I think. So, what impact does the Reformation still have on our in our churches today well we have protestant churches we have different churches we have different denominations 
That's 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 the biggest thing, right? That's most understandable is that there's Catholics, there's and then there's the Protestants, but all those Protestants have a different like section and and denomination. For us, we're Adventists, but there's Baptists, there's Presbyterians, there's oh man, I'm I'm drawing blanks, but there's Reformed, there's Lutherans, there's uh, Methodists, there's ah, Quake Quakers. Quakers, Quakers yeah. yeah, yeah, Mennonites, Anabaptists, Anaba- well, which Mennonites, yeah, uh, and a whole bunch. And if I didn't mention yours, sorry, I just um, it's there's non denominational, there's lots of denomination, <laughs> yeah, there's not denomination, <laughs> which right? is in itself a denomination, um, yeah, anything else, I guess, like, um. Another impact would be the Bible being translated to all these langu- languages that people can understand. Because mm. that's what they fought for, right? Um, Martin Luther and also John Huss. Um, was, it, was it Tyndale that translated to English? English? I think. I think there's a whole movie about or, that, actually. <laughs> I'm sure there are. I'm sure there is, man. I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of movies there. Then I think, you know, the Reformation in terms of, you know, John Calvin, he was the one who put all these doctrines together uh, or like the term is systematizing it uh, so that they can work off of each other. Um, So, yeah, that's people knowing the Bible and people being able to read the Bible in their own language, I think. Is a huge impact. Yeah, I guess jumping off that, like literally making faith accessible to everyone, <laughs> to literally everyone. Yeah, because it sounds like I guess before all this happened, like everything went through the church. Yeah, they were the middlemen. Right? They, they were yeah, like exactly the, the literal middlemen. So if like we were living in that day, there would be no way for me to really have access to the Bible to read it on my own. To I guess quote unquote have this devotional time that we have to ourselves it would always be like, oh, I have to go to the church. I have to well, like listen to listen to the Pope preach and. Like that. And that would be like the extent of my relationship with God. Yeah. Or being forgiven. Oh, be forgiven. Like having the personal freedom of receiving God's forgiveness. Yeah. Like not having to go to a middleman, right? Wow. Can you imagine the weight on your can you imagine like the the space that would take up in your mind of like whether or not like, oh, am I clear or like are my sins cleared for right now? And do I have the financial means to clear my sins right now <laughs> so sc- i couldn't imagine that that's so stress the assurance of salvation i guess yeah, yeah, yeah. gotta put that into your budget <laughs> gotta budget that into your month it's your sal- your insurance yeah your salvation your insurance, insurance. <laughs> afterlife insurance wow should we still celebrate this like does it is there a balance like does it promote you know, divide. Well, uh, I, th- I think I think our initial <laughs> reaction just when we we're saying, "Oh yeah, we're not an- we're not anti-Catholic, we're not anti-Pope." I mean, th- just the notion that we feel that it's like because it is. It's it's a uh, it was. It I mean, it was a contentious time, a period in in the history of of the church, right? And so, yeah, it's going to be divisive, especially if. 
you know, we're talking, if, if you're listening to this, you're not Protestant or you're of a denomination that doesn't necessarily agree with another denomination's, you know, view on a certain belief, or a certain belief, like, like uh, baptism sure. or, 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 um, or the state of the dead or speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Stuff like that. If, so there, there's there's a divisive element about it just because. Inherently. Inherently, um, should we should we <laughs> celebrate it? Or I mean, I, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. I mean, if we if given the choice of Halloween or <laughs> the lesser of two evils, the lesser of two, it's not. Well, it's not. Oh, no, I'm just evil, no, no, I know. I know what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, I think to be honest, I think it's. I think if you if you just see it as the the divisiveness of the divisiveness divisive <laughs> divisiveness divisiveness of it towards the Protestant and Catholic Church, then yes, like maybe we should be a bit more iffy and be a bit more gracious and celebrating it. But however, based on it, that the fact that like Martin Luther was, uh, his heart's intention was to. Um, I guess disrupt the corruption that was happening within the church. Yeah. And again, and that's the, I think that's the heart of what Reformation means, like, and that, making faith accessible, like remind, like bringing back the church back to its roots, knowing that like it's only through our faith in Christ that will, you know, save us from our sins. Yeah, bring the focus back was, to Jesus. But he exactly. was deconstructing and reconstructing. Yeah, he was, no, exactly. He was deconstructing <laughs> and reconstructing like what it meant to be a Christian and what it meant to, um, like half sin and everything like that. So I think like we can celebrate Reformation Day <laughs> within that <laughs> lens and in that perspective, rather than like, hey, look at all look look at all this look how good this pro- look look at us good Protestants and you Catholics just not doing it right. But even with I mean like <laughs> our divisiveness won't be amongst. Uh, we're just I mean we're just shifting it from the divisiveness between you know. Christians, I think what it created, what it created, well, but but the divisiveness will be between us and those that celebrate Hall- Halloween. If we're just going by, you know, if we're going to keep going with this, <laughs> not joke, because we're kind of this serious, runner. not exactly, you know. But it's always going to be like you know our statement of faith. Our statement. I mean, <laughs> like when you're telling your kids, what are you going to tell your friends tomorrow? Just like, oh, what did you dress up as? Martin Luther. Every I year. dressed up as Martin Luther. <laughs> Every I dressed year. up as <laughs> Pope, Pope Leo. Leo. <laughs> Pope Leo X. Right. What did you hand out? Oh, what kind of candy did you get? I got the, I don't know, like, <laughs> I got the 54th pieces. <laughs> like, I <laughs> I'm waiting till 95 to get that Jesus. It's like a. They should have that in candy form, right? It, it would like, be a fortune cookie, and inside <laughs> will be one of the theses. Well, well, is a thesis. <laughs> guys, guys, there's a market for this. There's a market, guys. Yes, we need to expand our podcast into this mind, into this market. Yeah, we should. But yeah, I think it's something. Cookies. I think I think it's something I, like I can definitely get behind in celebrating, <laughs> just in general, not not just like oh it should take over Halloween, just in general in the terms of something we can look at to the past of like church history and seeing how God used Martin Luther and bringing back the church to its roots and bringing back like and like re reconstructing the corruption that happened yeah. in the church at that time. Yeah, bringing back the focus to 
the Jesus. Jesus. Exactly. Which is, oddly enough, which we should be doing, especially during like a time like Halloween. Exactly. Right? No, 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 now there's a better now there's a more rational way there's instead of saying hey stop watching the devil guys come on come on there's a reformation day it's it's also <laughs> it's also good to see because they they celebrated the 50th 500th year anniversary of the reformation back in 2017 it's also good to see that pope francis was there yeah. And the celebration in Sweden. And he released a statement that, you know, it you know, although that at that moment there was bitterness between yeah. the two parties. Yeah. Like that you know, throughout history it's been healing. Mm-hmm. And um although there's still doctrines and dispute between the two sides, like Pope Francis and I guess like Protestant churches can come together and although, you know, um Although there's differences in doctrines, how can these sides come together to help the poor and to make a difference in the world? Right. So interesting. So does the Pope have feelings? Does he feel ways about Reformation Day? <laughs> I mean, Pope ways. Francis is one of the more progressive, progressive yes. popes. popes. Fair enough. Right. Understandable. Uh, I yeah. I can't. You know, no one can assure that the next Pope that comes would be as accepting. Um, vocally as ecumenical (laughs) which is another topic Um, (laughs) as Pope Francis Mm. now so but at least the Pope like right now he's educating a lot of people on the on that and like in Mm -hmm. a lot of things so yeah okay 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 so what we need to get on this merchandise thing though we really do 95 cookies 95 cookies It's almost like a collection set. It's like, which one did you get? I'll trade you. (laughs) Do you have 32? I need 45. (laughs) All right, we'll be 95 thesis. The prodigal 95 cookies. (laughs) It'll be on our uh, store soon. Um, So what other lessons can we learn from the Reformation that you can think of? Uh, God will always find a way um, to bring us our 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 focus back to Him. Mm. Mm. Right. Um, bring us back to what Christ did for us, whatever whatever way it is, and we would hope that it wouldn't be as contentious as the last Reformation. Mm. Uh, but I I can't say for certain that it won't be the next mm. time. Depending on how far we go, because there's a lot of craziness that's going on. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. I guess, like, looking for gaps of corruption in our faith or even within our church, maybe, and being aware of those things and acting upon it, I would say the ways we may be taking advantage of others for the sake in the name of God or people taking advantage of others in the name of God and speaking against those things and acting against those things Mm. like buying jets like buying jets maybe maybe I'm just putting things out there just putting putting things out there you know just 
Hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically speaking. If things were to <laughs> if go that way. If somebody were to. If someone would do such a thing. Ask for a jet because that's what they need to fight. Or whatever. Yeah, just, just putting it out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a really good instance uh, example of the importance of reading your scriptures. Reading the Bible for yourself, mm. right? And reading with a with a spirit of learning um, because um, Luther could have been just satisfied living in the comforts of the church yeah, that's true. and teach what the church taught him. But he decided to learn and read the scriptures and see what God was telling him. Um, and God showed him all the wrong things that the church was doing mm. through the scriptures. Um, no one's immune from having your character corrupted, right? You can have the highest um, rank. You can have the highest sort of like position in our church thought, like the highest thought of spiritual person. And, and we've talked about this, you know, throughout the, you know, through this year. Uh, and we've had, examples of people giving into you know falling to their to their own nature mm-hmm. right uh, the human nature is still there the human condition is still amongst us mm. right nobody's immune from it right um, and uh, and that we shouldn't while we can gain inspiration from others while we can be strengthened and encouraged uh, from others, from their gifts in the church, ultimately, what Jesus, what God says, Jesus says, is that every person needs to work out their own faith. Right, um, and yeah. don't leave that to somebody else. Mm. You can get help, but you know, everybody's got to do it for themselves. Right. And nobody's immune from drifting. Nobody's immune from going there, you know, going going off the rails. Well, folks, that's all we have for you this week. We hope that you were blessed by our discussion. Let us know what you think. Send us a shout out on our socials at the handle at the Prodigals Project on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like what you've been hearing, please like and subscribe. Also, leave a rating and review. It'll go a long way in helping us out. Stay blessed and stay faithful. And join us again next week for another episode of The Prodigals Podcast.